Hello, and welcome to the Teach for the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Linda Cardamus, and I'm here to give you the ideas and inspiration you need to overcome your teaching challenges and make a lasting difference in your students' lives. As we said last week, this first season is all about classroom management strategies. We're talking about how to gain and keep your students' attention and minimize those behavior problems so that you can spend time focusing on what really matters, teaching and making a difference. Last week, I shared a little bit of my story and told you um, a specific strategy that made all the difference for me during my first year. If you haven't had a chance to to listen to that episode, I'd encourage you to check that out. But today, we're going to talk about a step-by-step plan to regain control of your classroom if it's starting to get out of control. And I will tell you, I have been there. Um, I have been there in that situation where my class was out of control and where things just were not going well. And it was funny. I was actually um, looking at um, the stats for um, Teach for the Heart. Uh, it's been a few a uh, few months, maybe even a year ago now. And I noticed that someone had found Teach for the Heart by searching for the phrase, my students control me. And I felt so bad for them and was just inspired to go ahead and write them a post. So um, these tips um, come from there and they also come from uh, just a collection of um, thoughts that I put together over the years. But this is really just a step-by-step plan that you can take if you're feeling like I did, like my classroom is out of control and I really need to get things uh, together. So let's get into it. First thing you want to do is take a deep breath. I'm serious. Take a deep breath. Ready? Breathe in. Breathe out. If your classroom's out of control, you're probably freaking out, but it's worth it to just take a minute and breathe. Uh, Just realize that you are not alone. You will get through this. And if you're intentional about improving, you will improve. And this will be something you'll look back on and maybe not laugh, but at least be relieved that you made it through and that you learned so much since then. So don't get discouraged and just be ready to tackle this challenge. Second thing that you should do is seek advice. Now, obviously you're here, so you're seeking advice from me, which is fantastic. But in addition to the tips I'm going to give you here, I really recommend talking to someone about your specific situation. Maybe it's an administrator, a veteran teacher. If you don't have someone in your school you can go to, you can join our Facebook discussion group, Christian Teachers Lounge. Uh, It's a fantastic group that you can go into and ask questions. So seek some advice. Ask somebody about some of your specific struggles in your specific situation. After you take a deep breath and seek some advice, the next thing you need to do is check your demeanor. Here's what I mean by that. Ask yourself this. Are you trying to be your student's friend or their mentor? There's a big difference between the two. And if you're trying to be their friend, that's contributing to your problems. What about this? Are you focusing more on being respected or on being liked? Because if you're trying to get your students to like you, once again, that's going to cause some big problems. Instead, you need to focus on being gaining their respect. And interestingly enough, if you gain their respect, uh, chances are they actually might end up liking you in the end. But if you focus on trying to get them to like you, it's just not going to go well. When you think about your demeanor, you really want to be both kind and firm. It's not an either or. You should have high expectations. You should hold your students to them while being kind the entire time. 
So you want to be both kind and firm. You want to be their mentor, not their friend. And you want to focus on being respected, not on being liked. After you check your demeanor, the next thing you need to do is you need to sit down and look at your classroom and determine your expectations. All right, so um, look around and just think about it. Say, what is going wrong in my classroom and what do I need to fix? Um, Is it talking? Is it students walking around? Um, You know, identify those key problem areas and develop a plan for how you're going to deal with any misbehavior. You know, here's the thing. Positive reinforcement is wonderful. You know, when I think about how God deals with us, he does reward us when we follow him. But you know what? I like to model my classroom management about the way God deals with us. And God uses both rewards and consequences. Consequences are simply part of life. And if we don't have consequences in our classroom, it... Um, First of all, we're not really mirroring life. There are consequences in life. There just are. And secondly, we're going to have trouble. Um, we're going to have trouble keeping control if there's no consequences. Um, like I said, they really are just part of life, and um, they might just be natural consequences, um, or they can be, you know, specifically spelled out consequences. It depends on your skill level and where you are in your classroom management. But if you're having trouble, I highly recommend sitting down and actually writing out. If a student does this. This will be the consequence, and this is what I will say. Um, Doing that exercise will be really helpful for you. You know, I remember when I was in college, one of my professors recommended that we did this. She said, sit down and write out your consequences. And I remember thinking, that's a great idea, but I never actually did it. And I think if I would have done it, I would have saved myself a whole lot of grief. Um, I think the reason I didn't do it is I didn't know what to put on the paper. I didn't know what my consequences should be. And if that's you, talk to someone else in your school um, that knows your situation, that knows the culture in your school, and ask them, what are some appropriate consequences I can use? One last thought before we move on to step five. If your school does not allow consequences, I know that's a reality for a lot of schools, think about um, some creative ways that you can do this. A consequence can simply be a lack of a reward right? That's just a natural consequence. Sometimes we don't get a good thing that everyone else gets because of, uh, you know, our behavior or something that's happened. So just think of some logical consequences. Uh, Think of some ways you can reword it so you maybe don't call it a consequence or a punishment. Um, But there should be some type of, you know, the students shouldn't like what happens um, when they're misbehaving. And just so kind of just think that through. Now, if you listen to episode one, you'll notice that I recommended a warning system. So it's not like you're trying to bop your students on the head the first time they say one word out of turning your class. Um, So you can kind of incorporate some type of warning system, if you'd like, into your um, plan for dealing with misbehavior. All right, so let's review. We said, number one, take a deep breath. Realize you are not alone. This is normal, and you'll get through it. Step two, seek advice from fellow teachers or administrators. Step three, check your demeanor and focus on being a mentor, not a friend. Step four, determine your expectations and plan how you'll deal with misbehavior. Step five is to build your confidence. This was huge for me my first year. I remember being terrified to even tell a student to sit up in class. And when I had to give my first attention, I I literally had to call my husband and like, just for moral support, to get up the courage to go talk to this student and hand him his detention slip. So if you're anything like me um, and you're lacking confidence, you need to take care of that because students can sense that lack of confidence. And a simple way to do that is to practice. 
You can practice in front of the mirror. You can practice with a friend or a spouse. But practice what you'll say. Imagine that Johnny is um, being disruptive to his classmates. Plan exactly what you'll say and practice it a few times out loud. Um, And go through a few different scenarios from your list. And just plan what you're going to say and practice it. So when the time comes, you'll be more confident and know what to say. After you build your confidence, the next thing you want to do is plan a classroom shakeup. And I'm not going to get into this too much today because this is the focus of our next episode. But the basic idea is that you want to think if there's a way to switch things up to get your students' attention. You know, For example, I was talking with one teacher and her students were really having trouble in the morning when it was time to hang up their coats. And they had this special coat rack that they would hang up their coats on and they were just being incredibly disruptive during this time. And so we talked about how she could shake things up by hiding the coat rack for a day or two. And when the students arrived, they would be confused. They would be, it would get their attention to notice, wait, this is not here. Um, And as it got their attention, then she would have the opportunity to talk with them about how things were going to be different from here on out. So like I said, we're going to talk all about this next episode. But in the meantime, think a little bit about, is there a way uh, to kind of do an action that will shake things up and get your students' attention? After you have your classroom shakeup, you should have your students' attention. They should be, they should realize something's changing here. And that's your opportunity to talk to your class. You know what? This is time for honesty. It's not time for pride. It's time to be honest with them and to maybe even apologize. Say, I'm sorry I have let this class get out of control in this area. That was my fault. Um, I shouldn't let things get to this point. Um, but we're starting. Things are not going to be the way they were anymore. Um, this is how things were. This is how things are going to be. And explain very clearly your expectations and what you expect from them in the future. Uh, You might even consider having a written form that you give to the students that lays everything out and have them sign it depending on the situation. Remember, throughout the conversation, you're going to be kind but firm. This is not the time to lecture them about their past behavior. That's in the past. It's simply a time to explain that things are going to be different and then show them that they will be different. And that brings us to step number eight, and that is to address the very first problem. Okay, so let's imagine this situation. You have a plan, you've practiced it, you have a classroom shakeup, you explain, you have their attention, you explain how things are going to be from now on. From now on, if you want to get up out of your seat, you must raise your hand first. Okay. Well, let's say maybe things go great for the first five minutes, six minutes, seven minutes, eight minutes. Okay, around minute nine, um, Josie just gets up and walks to the back of the room. What are you going to do? This is key. The first time something happens, you need to deal with it. Now, deal with it does not mean you hand her a detention. Josie, you have a detention for getting out of your seat. I just told you not to do that. No, we're not lecturing the students. Remember, this is new for the students too. They're used to being able to get out of their seats and walk around. So you have to help retrain them. So you say something like, Josie, remember, uh, we just talked about not getting out of your seat. Please come back to your seat. And raise your hand. So actually make them redo it. Um, If it's something that they're intentionally um, disrespecting to you, then maybe a consequence would be appropriate. But if it's simply a procedural thing, um, just have them come back and redo it. So they're practicing the new thing. But the entire class realizes, okay, she's serious. Or he's serious. Uh, Things, we actually do have to do this differently from here on out. 
After that, you need to stay consistent. Now, believe me, I know it's hard to be consistent. Uh, I actually wrote a whole article about how it's hard to be consistent. But it is so important because here's the truth. The more consistent you are, the quicker you will regain control. If you are hit and miss, um, this this is going to drag out for a long time. But if you're really consistent over the next few days... You'll find that you get con- that things improve much, much more quickly. So just determining your mind, I'm going to deal with every problem. I'm just going to, every single time, I'm going to be consistent. And then if you do miss one, don't beat yourself up. Don't feel like you can't deal with the next one. If you miss one, just say, I'm getting the next one. And get right back on it and be as consistent as you can. So let's review. Uh, number one was take a deep breath. Number two, seek advice. Step three, check your demeanor. Step four, determine your expectations and plan how you'll deal with misbehavior. Step five, build your confidence. Six, plan a classroom shakeup. Seven, after your classroom shakeup, have a talk with your class and explain uh, how things are going to be from here on out. Step eight, address the first problem that happens after that. Step nine, stay consistent. And finally, step ten is keep learning. Um, Classroom management is a journey. And you want to continue to improve and grow. Um, There's so many different factors that go into controlling your classroom. And like I said, this podcast is here um, to help you do just that. Um, But another thing that you can do is you can um, grab my free classroom management mini course. Just go to teachfortheheart.com slash mini course and you can sign up right there. If your classroom's out of control, like I said, know that you're not alone and I hope that you'll take these steps and implement them in the week ahead. Next week, we're going to be talking specifically about how to plan a classroom shakeup. Um, so be sure to join us um, there and we'll be talking about the specifics of how you can make that happen. If you'd like the show notes or see any of the links related to this episode, go to teachfortheheart.com podcast two. Look forward to seeing you next week. Have a great week. Keep learning. Keep striving and growing. You really are making a difference.